Hi, Leah here. I am so sorry that this episode took so long to be up, but I had a lot going on in my life, and so I hope you will accept a Friday episode um, and catch us on the next Monday. Not this coming Monday, but the Monday after for Monster May. Now let the episode begin. Wello, 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 Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Alicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. And rounding off our made-for-TV teen movies, we are doing the Netflix lies, the Nickelodeon (laughs) original film, um, Rags, which is a Cinderella gender bent adaptation do you have any history of this absolutely none again never heard of it (laughs) until you brought it up cool this is this is the path that we're on right now that's fair um yeah i saw it on tv um and now i own it on itunes that's similarly to let it shine really that was it. I was like, hey, Kiki Palmer, I like her. And that's that's how we got here today. Um, also, Max Schneider, who like did a lot of like YouTube stuff prior to this, is like a primarily like a YouTube cover artist type person. I mean, he obviously is a singer-songwriter now and like does the whole shebang um, and has been doing it for a little while, but I knew him from YouTube, um, and he plays Charlie, our protagonist. It also has Avin Jogia as like a British pop star, question mark, named Finn. Um, <laughs> and those are the three people that I like know outside of like the dad and Nick Cannon, who I've seen in things, obviously. Oh, <laughs> and of course, how am I forgetting? <laughs> I was like, are our, you going to bring him up now or later? I don't understand. Our narrator and one third of the fairy godparents, um, the one and only Drake Campana. He is present. He is there. Not, ver- mm-hmm. not, not a lot, not a lot, but he is there. He is <laughs> there okay so like it was mentioned it is a cinderella gender swap so our protagonist cinderella is charlie prince he lives above uh, a karaoke bar i believe it is uh well what it is but it used to belong to his mother uh and it's called the palace so he's a prince and he lives in a palace but he's also cinderella bear with mm-hmm. and i mean think he, the cinderella story hillary duff that situation fair enough i hadn't thought about that in a little while he instead of having stepsisters have stepbrothers and his evil stepfather who uh, has been running the business and is trying to promote his two sons uh to follow their pop dream this is just an overview we're gonna actually get into the meat of the story now so when we first greet charlie he is 
street performing, uh, and the song that he is singing is one that recurs throughout the movie and actually ends up being very important uh, towards the latter half of the film, and it is Someday. Yes, which I'll sing later when it's more important. Yes. <laughs> While he is street performing that with uh, an ensemble of people who all know the dance moves. Uh, which Drake starts <laughs> me off on that, like, I can't tell if it's meant to be diegetic or not, or if it's like a combination of the two. Like, we're meant to believe, yes, he is street performing, and that is diegetic, but like, this scene itself isn't, and that everyone else Mm -hmm. is dancing. Because this (laughs) happens like three or four times, where I'm like, okay, he started off by singing in world. But I kind of don't believe that these random strangers are standing up and popping and locking uh, to music <laughs> they've never heard before <laughs> in synchronicity. Uh, the Campana arrives, and the performers all get splashed with water. It all breaks apart, and he ends up uh, approaching Campana, uh, approaching Charlie. <laughs> what is his name in the movie? I cannot call him Campana. <laughs> Shay Charles. Um, I don't know. I just said two YouTuber names. Never mind. Um, I actually don't know. <laughs> Sean. His name is Sean. I was uh, very close. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Sean approaches him afterwards and tells him that. He expects him to be on an album cover. Like he expects him to be the next big thing, and I guess that is their entire meeting. We see a bus flash by with I guess she's like a secondary protagonist, uh, Katie Worth, who is a pop star established. She has this sort of business uh, relationship with Avon Joge's character. What's his name? Finn. Finn, thank you. (laughs) I was like, it's an F name somewhere. But with Finn, and we see them on magazine covers together. But when we meet her uh, in the context of the story, she is filming a music video for her song I love you so much I hate you so bad which I will die on this hill is such a bop that I fully don't understand her <laughs> um, gripe with it. Like you don't have to cons- uh, consistently be singing things that like are authentic to your heart. I mean, I don't agree with Finn who later says um, in like a throwaway line, like that's why you never really write songs that are telling the truth or something like that. And I'm like, huh? Okay. But, love you, hate you, Zama. <laughs> I think she just feels like the songs aren't representative of her, necessarily, or what she's feeling. So she's just kind of like, I don't actually feel these things, and I feel like I'm singing emptiness. But, uh, I mean, that choreo, banging though. <laughs> like, I was it like, was. Okay. 
I was, was like, yes, Nickelodeon. All right. Let's get <laughs> into it. So uh, the music video filming comes to a stop because sh- the computer breaks down and starts to skip the song. So we get introduced to a few more characters. Her dog. Um, trumpet. 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 Um, and her... It's not necessarily her assistant. I think it's her father's assistant who, like, ch- checks over what she's doing and making sure that everything's fine. Erna? Oh, man. I just forgot <laughs> to, like, when... Okay. Just backtracking, like, seven seconds. <laughs> um, when Charlie is street performing, he is rapping and playing the ukulele and i don't know why that tickles me so but i was, <laughs> he's just like and i'm like oh my oh okay the juxtaposition we have erna who's her assist um her father's assistant and we also have isaiah mustafa just appearing as uh her father reginald worth she is a bit frustrated with what's going on. She has a couple of friends uh, who I think it are Sammy and Tammy. <laughs> they really work I for those names. I appreciate her. <laughs> I appreciate her having female friends because, like, Roxy, like, seemed to have, like, no one but yeah. her manager or whatever. And that's kind of sad. Um but yeah, I just appreciate Katie having two people outside of like the woman managing her and her father to talk to outside of like the love interest as well. She, after spending a bit of time with them, in between that scene, we also get introduced to some folks in Charlie's life uh, in the form of Diego and Martha, who are married couple who work in uh, the store. Uh, yes, so- the other two-thirds of the fairy godparents. But, so it's kind of like half Sleeping Beauty, where you have like the three fairies. <laughs> yeah, I see that. But like, yeah, because, yeah, they play the more traditional form of the fairy godparents in terms <laughs> of getting him an outfit for the night and transportation, I guess. Um, and then uh, Shane, Sean. <laughs> God. And then Sean just sort of like does whatever. Which we'll get into when he go when we get to that recording studio bit because I was like, there were so many questions I had. He's but. there to facilitate the plot is what he's there for. Um, Fair enough. So we see that they actually do care for uh, Charlie in opposition to his stepfather. um, In opposition to his stepfather, Arthur. Uh, Also, the stepbrothers' names are uh, Andrew and Lloyd. 
which yeah. I was like, are I they just... going for an Andrew Lloyd Webber reference? But they did not give them like a, a surname that would kind of go. They're mm-hmm. what are they? The I know it has a W somewhere. McGowan's. Oh my god, missed opportunity, guys. <laughs> oh god. But they go but, uh, by the name Android. Charlie is writing some song lyrics, you know, being his authentic self in the uh, while sweeping up, mopping up. I don't remember what he's doing, but he's cleaning, and in comes Arthur, and he's telling Charlie off, and then we get the actual proper introduction of android because he has them perform a version of um word up w- word up do you dance do your dance da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> i mean vocally it's... they're not awful choreography wise i'm like so questionable but it seems it's later that so it's the awkward. dad that choreographs it I'm assuming, <laughs> because like there's like a moment later where he's like, no, you lean left and you lean right, or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, if it's the dad choreographing this, I'm less upset, maybe. Who, see, who knows? <laughs> we have some more minor fleshing out that happens where we see Katie and Finn at what looks like a, an opening event or some kind of someplace where there's paparazzi. And we can very much see that their so-called uh, romantic relationship is in fact transactional mm. because <laughs> Finn uh, proceeds to like tell her to stand a little to the side so that the light can hit his cheekbones as the cameras flash. Yep. It's ridiculous. And that is just stuck in my mind <laughs> watching this entire movie. But we get an actual introduction of Charlie and Katie not too long after that. Katie is uh, electing to not go in the car that has been hired for her, which, I mean, she's a pop star. It's probably not safe for her to just go on walkabout. But uh, she she blackmails the um, the very mildly... Uh, with information about him using her father's Knicks tickets. But she decides to take Trumpet to the park, and Trumpet gets loose somehow and runs to Charlie for whatever reason. Plot, I guess. (laughs) And (laughs) the resulting tug sends Katie's papers flying into the air and one into a fountain, Later, it's revealed that these are song lyrics that she has been writing herself, and they're kind of personal to her. Uh, Charlie, of course, recognizes that she is Katie Worth, um, but they don't really have time to talk. Cause I'm pretty sure Katie feels that she is uh, no that he is just like another fan that is coming to like want something from her. And so she takes the soaked papers that he fished out of the fountain from him and then continues on her day. Charlie had come to the record uh, label 
in order to drop off a CD that was given to him by Arthur. It is Android's demo. And initially, Charlie was very confused as to why they would be trying to, like, actually break in because they're terrible. But he does it because he has to. And while he's there, he uh, is informed by the receptionist that there there is a part-time janitor job that is available, which he signs up for. He also runs into Sean, who is, as we now find out, a sound engineer who works at the record label. And once Charlie leaves, Sean... <laughs> Sean tells the receptionist to make sure that Charlie gets hired, and she's like, will you go on a date with me? It's like, no. Like, okay, but I'll still make sure anyway. And I was like, since when does the receptionist have that power? Is she also the hiring <laughs> But I guess for the sake of plot, yep. you know. Yep. It's Maybe she's, she's gonna erase some names that evening um, from, the, from the list. Print out a new paper and be like, only one person... Um, Apply for the job. Shrug. <laughs> that certainly, I guess, makes... I mean, like, I guess, to be fair, we can't read too much into the logic of a movie that is made for children mm-hmm. who would not know, like, the process of getting hired for a job. Sure. You know, yeah. but I'm still, like... <laughs> it's still weird. Yeah. Katie's in the park, but there's no peace. Because she's Kitty Worth, and she's like, she's not even trying to disguise herself at this point. Is the thing she's wearing like a business suit, and not just, even that. She, she looks... is belting for all of New York to hear, <laughs> and then trumpet barks like two times. Someone notices her, and she's like, "Trumpet!" I'm like, "No, sis, you are fully, you are using your chest belt." <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> but anyways, some fan is like, oh my god, Kitty Worth! And, like, takes a picture <laughs> with her or whatever. Which then proceeds to attract uh, some more attention to her being there. She takes it with grace. Mm-hmm. So, when we next get, uh, see Charlie, he is at a pawn shop uh, run by a lovely man called Bernie. And he is there to make another payment on a piano. We can see that the piano is there for about a thousand dollars, and he pays two thousand nine dollars, two thousand. He pays like nine dollars and some change. And <laughs> Bernie says, uh, "Paying at this rate, you'll have your mom's piano back by the year twenty twenty one." And I was like. Yep, I was like, we're there. Here we are. (laughs) And I was like, that wouldn't be so bad. Because, like, I mean, assuming he's maybe meant to be 17, we don't know. We have no real confirmation. Um, Which would be a couple years younger than he actually was at the time. He'd be, like, 24 or something now that's not bad i don't think i mean yes it's, a, it's like nine years of pain or whatever but still but yes i think 
there is also a song. Oh yes, there is definitely a song that happens here. He sings with Bernie. Is it? Is it someday again? No, it's not. But <laughs> I don't know why. But there's okay. So it's kind of like this royalty-free YouTuber ukulele music. Um, with him singing on top. And there's just, like, one moment where he, like, starts dancing with, like, the... There's two other people in the store with him. Well, there's other people, but, like, two other people within the store start, like, breaking out into choreography. Um, And um, up until this point, he's been singing. And out of nowhere, he goes, The apple of my eye! And I don't know. He says it. He sings it that... I mean, raps it that loud. It just took me um but yeah this is another one of those moments where i'm like he starts singing in world and then they break now we're in this fantasy sequence of obviously because everybody's dancing with him um choreography yeah. i think um, it's nothing gets better than this oh oh something something nothing gets better than this or whatever uh and he is he is dancing like, he is throwing himself into this choreography. Um, like, not a, not a single move wasted. <laughs> I'm literally watching him do, do the reaches for the sky. I'm telling like, you, to, like to, he, he said, every inch of my body is dancing. Listen. It's like chair choreography. We're up on the chair, slamming newspapers are involved. It's yeah. a whole situation. <laughs> but Charlie does end up getting that janitor job, the part-time janitor job, at uh, the record label, which he immediately just starts touching things that he shouldn't touch while he's there. Like he picks up. Like an award, and it's like, thank you. And he almost drops it. I swear. But while he is in the office of Reginald Worth, his daughter and her entourage, meaning her two friends, come in while he is looking at a picture of her and her, her dad. And initially, she's like, what are you doing here? Which is a reasonable question, because you just ran into this guy the other day, and now he's working here. <laughs> That's a little weird. He might be a stalker. Yep. So, um, but through his IED badge, he manages to convince all of them that he is actually the janitor that is working here, though he is still holding on to the photo of her and her dad. And I'm so confused as to why he didn't just put, put it, it down. down because she walked in, like, truly. And she, if she said, like, like, oh, what were you doing with that picture? He could just be like, I'm dusting the dust. Cleaning, like... Dusting, what do you <laughs> It's legitimately, like, not even a situation. He's just holding on to it. Like, he didn't want her to see that he was looking at a photo of her. I'm just like, just, just put it down. But he does a lot of unnecessary things in this movie. <laughs> like, he doesn't need to do half of the things that he does in this movie. I swear to God, yeah. he's like... He is made of being contrived. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine, I guess. Also, we learn that he's a terrible liar. And we're also introduced to Finn again, 
who, after he knocks uh, all of the pictures down, Charlie, he <laughs> Finn thinks he is another artist that is signed to the record company. Yeah. <laughs> and when Charlie introduces himself as a janitor, he's like, I don't know about that name. It's like, are you a rapper? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm the actual, literal, like, the the physical janitor. And Finn just is like, ew, I don't want to actually talk to you. Go away. <laughs> Unnecessary. But he says something when they're leaving. He says something like, don't stay too late. You know how I worry to them as they leave. Yeah, so they go to the uh, midnight. It's I think it's her perfume line, and Finn is just all up on her, and she is just not enjoying She's like any time. So with visibly him. Start... disgusted with him, and I'm like, girl, <laughs> <laughs> do the job. Like I know you don't like it, but like either have this conversation, and be like, I'm not doing this anymore, or actually do it because. This in-between thing makes no sense to me. Charlie has a pre-established curfew of midnight by Arthur. And we see that he seems to be old hat at returning uh, semi-on time by sneaking through the bathroom window. This time when he crashes in, there is actually a person in the stall, so he has to try to play it off. He does not succeed. We get more of Katie planning her own song singing to her dog but then oh yeah with her guitar and everything right that's the thing yeah charlie is the janitor as we established and he is going around to his janitorial duties and he comes across a recording studio of course within this huge record label it would be so yeah <laughs> But I guess he's never, like, seen a proper one. So he makes sure there's no one in there. He fails at that. And goes into the booth and starts to kind of sing to himself because the mic is on. So I guess he can hear himself through the speakers. Yeah. And he's, like, doing his little hands up. Yeah, it's tonight, it's tonight. <laughs> and tonight, it's yeah. something. And... And, okay... <laughs> Yeah. Sean. Okay. I I was so upset at this scene because none of, not one morsel of this scene makes sense. Okay. You've set it up, right? He comes in, he sees the mic, yeah. he goes to it, and he starts a cappella singing to himself, slash rapping, whatever. Sean wakes up, right? And only starts recording because initially he's like, "Oh, what the fuck?" And they say, "What the fuck?" But he's like, "Who the hell?" Whatever. I mean, he doesn't say how either. Anyway, point is, he goes <laughs> to the the desk and starts recording. He catches him at the second line, first of all. So when he plays it back, I don't know why the first line's there, but also I don't know where he's getting this instrumentation from, and the backup singers. Well, the issue. The instrumentation doesn't come till later, to be it, fair. No, it comes in in that scene. 
No, but that's what I mean. He, like, plays it back, but it's just his acapella. And then he's like, do you want to try this for real? <laughs> and he's like, are you sure? And then there's just instrumentation. And I'm just like, is this a track you have lying around? I, is this a that's, <laughs> I was very, I, I, do, I cannot explain to you how upset that made me. I literally just started yelling, no! <laughs> and, and, and um, Charlie knew the timings for everything. Like, he knew when the breaks were. Like, have, you can guess that have, those things yeah, were. Yeah, he didn't have headphones on either. Like, I literally <laughs> just wrote, um, no. I had to pause, by the way, because I, I was yelling. So I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't agree with this. And then I had to write the note. Um, no. One. When did he mix any of these instruments and harmonies? Two, he turned the mic on after the second line. So where did he get the first line from? And um, yeah, I don't know why it upset me so much, but I was just like, ah, okay. I'm willing to believe so many things. I am willing to suspend my disbelief to such heights, you know? This one, I was like, no, we have to have some logic, just like a little bit. Like we can't, we can't just be doing whatever. <laughs> Again, I think it's, it's, it's not for us. It's, it's really not. Okay, so the song tonight. I'm having a good time. Um, but Max has this like rasp on the tonight, tonight, tonight's leading to that. That I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Bill off, sis. <laughs> oh, and this was probably, this probably came out around the time that I, like, had a huge crush on him. Fascinating. <laughs> so after Sam, Sam? Oh, my God. Sean. <laughs> we just refuse to know his name, don't we? We just refuse. <laughs> So after Sean uh, uh, facilitates him actually like making this recording a thing as he's going between his actual job um, at the at the bar, the karaoke bar, and um, all of these things, I think he also meets uh, Finnegan. It's they don't interact well. But he makes the recording. And then we don't really think anything of it for a little while, I think. It's just kind of Yeah, it's there. just like, yeah, he recorded I'm song. also Sometimes. guessing, like... But I also feel like this a demo recording time is also when they, like, plotted new tracks as well. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah, because there is a a moment later when Katie talks about someday, which we didn't see him recording. So, yes, okay, here we are. So, uh, looking back into the lives of of Arthur and his sons, uh, I think they're highlighting their hair at this time, but a letter comes from the record company to inform them and they get all excited because of course the record company is writing back to them they're going to be accepted into the label not even that it's though be a whole like, thing, but they got even rejected. the letter itself <laughs> up until the rejection part of it 
does not seem negative. They're like, oh, yes, talent, you have it. Yes, we love it. However, we will not be giving you a record deal at this time. And I'm like, for what? Why did you do that to them? He could have simply said, unfortunately, you're not the winner of this competition or whatever it is that they were doing. I think it's just a standard, I think it's the standard letters, like, okay, we can't make it sound too mean, you know, they might cry or whatever, and then it might reflect badly on us, so we'll just, like, treat them nicely for now. Charlie is spotted by Katie uh, entering into the pawn shop. No, she follows him. From with the, oh, she from, follows him. He gets into a got, climbs onto a bus and she follows him, um, in the limo to the thing. Cause like the driver's like, uh, why are we following him again? And she's like, shut up, just do what I tell you. And he's like, oh, I see. He's just hot, right? And she's like, shut up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So she follows him, and he's sort of aware of it because he mentions it. It's like, are you following me? It's like, no. But at the pawn shop, uh, Charlie is requested by Bernie to do Perfect Harmony again, and that is when Katie appears with the camera turned because she's just standing there out of frame of the camera. But when it turns, she's there, you know, because movies, Mm -hmm. no one saw her. Before that moment, of course. you know, so she sits at the piano with him. And I'm so glad in the ending credits, we got to see more of this song because it was pissing me off. Because I was like, how are you going to name Perfect Harmony? Perfect Harmony. And then the clip that you show me. <laughs> Again, another moment that the whole time, because they're singing, you sing the harmony to my melody, yada, yada, yada. And then even in the chorus, they say Perfect Harmony, but I'm like, but it's not a harmony. Y'all are just singing the same notes an octave apart. Like, what do you mean? They waited. They wait for after the bridge is what happens in the actual song. I did not know that. But it was so... I was... <laughs> it was up there. Same. I was upset at this. Oh, my God. Oh, also, they're both in the Dead Mothers Club. So, you know, oh. they shared pain from their initial proper um, moments together. Flashback to uh, Crybaby. <laughs> Come on and harmonize with my melody. Etc. And the whole time they're singing literally the same notes an octave apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, they do eventually harmonize in the song just have to not look at it in the movie. I have to wait till the ending, I guess. Yep. Um, but they begin to talk about uh, song lyrics and things after this. And she, Charlie remembers what he'd been looking at and the lyrics in Katie's book that he saw. He's like, why haven't you shown us, shown sung these before but they're not uh, like on her brand that she's been promoting for so long the thing that made her popular and I think she's just 
she doesn't want to one upset her father who is like the president of the company and two um i think she's nervous that it won't sell i mean and it won't do well and that to um let it shine and roxy and cyrus being like go church with it five times <laughs> this is basically the same thing. Charlie manages to convince her to, to come out with him. <laughs> um, what does she say? Hold on. Um, Ever since I was young, my father always told me, Katie, trust the janitor. I mean, you followed him here. You might as well. So yeah. she she goes off with him. The driver informs her that her father would not be happy about it. And he's right to because she's an international pop star just walking around on the street with no security. There are weird people out there. But you know, this is a Nickelodeon movie, so nothing bad happens. Instead, yeah. <laughs> they end up they end up in uh, like a, I don't know what that area next to a fountain is called. But it's just an open space, a circle, and they're sitting on a bench. She pulls out his ukulele, and she pulls out the songbook, and she doesn't want to sing. She can't do it, you know, it just makes her nervous. He convinces her again, and she starts to, I don't know when they discussed what chords Mm, are in the song. I had to be like, okay, (laughs) I assumed that the chords were written on the page, and he just looked at it once and was like, oh, okay, I see. Uh, G E minor C F cool, and then she puts it away because like she opens it for two seconds, and I think he also mm-hmm. looks at the page. So that's what I'm assuming happened. I had to logic it for myself because I'm like they're not they're not helping me here. <laughs> well, I mean, you just gotta suspend it because you know what happens in this song that happens in all of the rest of the yeah. songs is that. Every- people just start dancing and you know it's fine when she's like dancing on her own because she does the the moves like by herself like through line on one by herself and then do do people just run in and they're just like okay we're your backup dancers now we have learned psychically (laughs) what you were doing we will do it there's some of the moves that they do are just a repeat of what she did slightly earlier within the song Again, this, at this moment, I'm like, I'm really trying to give them as much logic as I can. I'm like, they thought about this. Please. They end up dancing together. They draw a crowd. Everything starts happening. And then the police come and shut them down, as police do. Touching the clouds. Um, I think it was at this moment where I was like, because I think, Obviously, as the song goes on, they add instruments that don't exist within the scene. But when it was just the ukulele and her, I was like, she kind of has like a brandy tone to her. And by brandy, I mean like brandy Norwood (laughs) singer actress and not like brandy (laughs) alcohol. I don't know. Um, But yeah, she has kind of like a kind of like a similar tone. Like Tambra, Tambra. And they both played Cinderella and the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. So, I mean, that has nothing to do with anything. But <laughs> It's a good mention. It's a good toss out. Once their little performance gets broken up, she 
gives the money away to a homeless man and Charlie takes the dollar out of the cup that she gives to the homeless man. It's like, wait, you need to keep the first dollar that you make off your own music. And she just puts it back. She's like, she's like, thank thanks. you. Also, no. <laughs> I mean, she's rich. I guess it doesn't really matter to her that much. Yeah. Um, but they managed to get on the bus, which I've never had a bus stop just because you yell yeah. for it. That is the most unrealistic thing. Anything yeah. else does not compare like, to the are fact. Are New York buses <laughs> nicer than London buses? I feel like that doesn't track. Because <laughs> I'm like, I also have actually been in front of a bus as it closes the door on me. So I don't know why they would stop for a man who was very far behind, but okay. <sighs> They managed to get on the bus, and it is on this ride that Katie gives Charlie uh, an invitation to the masquerade ball that is going to be happening. Uh, I forget the purpose of it. I think it was but there's a ball to announce that's, that's happening. I think they were doing a competition of some kind, because I think it's to announce the winner of that competition. Um, yeah, and I only assume this because I kind of don't remember, but like when I guess we'll get there, but like, yeah, I think it's to announce the winner of the competition. Also, there is the classic uh, the bus goes over a bump and they stumble and end up closer to each other and looking into each other's eyes and, and breathing and all of that into stuff. Each and then, voices. of course, <laughs> and then, of course, during this time, someone recognizes her as uh, Katie Worth because. No disguise. Legit. She's just wearing a fedora. <laughs> not even fully on her head. Um, so. Like earlier she had the sunglasses and I guess like after she had that little performance, she's like, I feel confident now. I'm just going to take my sunglasses off. You know, it doesn't matter anymore. Yep. And then everybody on the bus but. freaks out. Charlie sneaks back in through the bathroom window again, but finds Arthur and Andrew and Lloyd standing there waiting for him. Arthur preemptively says he's late, but when Charlie checks his watch, it's he still has less than a minute. So he just quick steps past them <laughs> yeah. and into the store. <laughs> no, actually I have 58 uh, seconds left. And he walks out and I'm like, mm, okay. I mean, I guess. You gotta live on the technicalities when... <laughs> you have such a tyrant for stepfather. But it's when he walks past that Arthur spots the invitation in his back pocket and he takes it out, which I feel like that could be assault. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, he takes the invitation out and once informed of what it is, he accuses Charlie of stealing and then proceeds to steal it from him. And give it to his brother. <laughs> his, yeah, he's like, oh, uh, yeah, your, bro like, your brother is needed, yada, yada. And Charlie very, like, earnestly is like, but it's my ticket. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> what? You think that's going to stop him? <laughs> oh, sweetheart, you've been living too long with this man to think that that line would do anything. <laughs> so now the brothers are going to the masquerade ball instead of Charlie. And, of course, Martha and 
Diego overheard this and uh, Martha is now determined to have Charlie go to this ball and is going to sew him an outfit and prepare him like the actual like fairy godmother does. And they kind of succeed. Like I think she takes some like curtains from the stage and like makes it like a shiny yeah, suit. She, so um, he he just sound of music for enchanted. <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also Diego fixes a bike that he found on the street for him. So Charlie gets a bike, his carriage, he gets his suit, and he has a mask, and he is off to the ball. Uh, well, when it's time. He sees his brothers off first, and he has to wait until they leave before he can put the pedal to the metal and go. He doesn't have an invitation, and Diego does not think that he's going to get in without one, but this story is, of course, convenient. (laughs) So, (laughs) at the ball, I think, we get the, I can't remember which one is the good twin. I think it's Lloyd, Um, but... Andrew Andrew is the more like in line with his father, whereas Lloyd just seems to have like a nice heart and is constantly abused by the other two. Um, his brother especially, he like puts him in a chokehold earlier. They seem to be enjoying the party for what it's worth, or at least Lloyd is, uh, whereas his brother and his father are more uh, business-minded and looking for any opportunity they can get to promote themselves. When Charlie uh, manages to bike his way to the event, he of course is asked for an invitation, but he manages to convince the the yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's even surprised by that because <laughs> he's like cause they're like t- he's like ticket, and um, Charlie's like, see the guy over there, he took my ticket, and. He also, and I was like, he'll know. And he was like, no, bouncers are dumb. And I was like, listen, bouncers are not dumb. And then the bouncer's like, wait here, let me go check this out. <laughs> and he, and Charlie's like, wow, that worked. He grabs a fedora and walks in. A silver fedora. He immediately of, because he's wearing a silver outfit. It, and I don't know why, but that second somehow. he put on the fedora, I was like. Why does he remind me of Swiper from Dora the Explorer all of a sudden? <laughs> I had to look it up. And Swiper does not have a fedora. He just has a fucking mask. But He, he, he literally is not wearing clothes except a bandana. I know. <laughs> I don't know why. I was just like, Swiper, no swiping. He bumps into... Uh, oh, I also forgot. Nick Cannon is there as himself. Mm-hmm. Um... This is the scene where that happens. Yes. Um, but he, Charlie, immediately bumps into his stepfather, Arthur, at the party, who Arthur, I think, is like, do I know you? And uh, Charlie's like, Charlie just does. Nope. He like lowers his, <laughs> he lowers his voice. Um, He's like, absolutely not. Anyways, goodbye, sir. Enjoy your night. And then, like, we <laughs> We also have a dance sequence that takes place with... Uh, I keep wanting to say Kiki. Katie mm-hmm. and um, 
Finn and the rest of the ball. Yeah, they just like know this choreography. And I'm like, okay, again, is this a moment where we're just like, we're letting go of reality for a moment. This is not not really a diegetic moment, but it has to be, obviously, because they have conversations in between those. Anyways, everyone just knows the choreography. It's like one of those like um, period piece movies where they're like, and we're at the ball, and we all know the exact moves, yeah. and we, but it's like all like we all know how to waltz yeah i guess yeah but like this is like very choreographed like also, commercial dancing also the song the song in the background was just like masquerade show me your face i want to see you <laughs> i'm just like y'all couldn't have anything better <laughs> anything else i just want to see your face like Oh, we understand. Uh, it is announced that they have to switch up partners, and Charlie seizes, seizes his opportunity to go and dance with Katie. And of course, Katie doesn't recognize him because he's wearing a mask and a fedora <laughs> and is in a shiny suit. Sure. But they get to talking. She's dissatisfied with the state of the event, and he encourages her. To be her, you know, to be authentic. Yeah, I mean, he's like. And stuff like that, I guess. When he comes in, he's like, Are you having a good time? And she's like, No. And then they like do like a two step. And she's like, Actually, I am having fun now. And I'm like, What was the difference? <laughs> what was the difference? Like, truly, well, truly, what was doing, the difference? <laughs> I guess body rolls are the difference. <laughs> but yeah, he does say, like, Be yourself. Or something like that. And she's like, what? And then the song ends. And he's like, just be you. And then he walks off. And she's like, oh my god, no, come back. Um, and she runs after him. And he's like, anyway, gotta go. He turns to leave and then comes back and just like kisses her with no consent. And then runs off. And she's like, you've oh skipped god, past. you skipped past so much. <laughs> You you skipped you skipped past. Uh, I know I skipped entertainment the whole scene. not arriving. <laughs> the entertainment doesn't arrive, which is the winners so. of the. This is where I, why I think it was a competition because the people who are meant to perform aren't there, and then someone says someone get the runner up or find him a runner up or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I guess this is the moment where Charlie goes to um, Sean and is yeah. like, "Hey, well, what's first, up?" Well, first, yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean is like, Sean doesn't recognize him either, so I guess that establishes that his costume is good. But his father, his stepfather, and brother sees the opportunity of there not being anyone on stage to go on stage and do, and I don't know how. They managed because Sean just seems confused to them being on stage to begin with. And I'm like, he's manning the sound. Did they not come to you and give you like a USB, a CD, or something? Like, how can you be shocked that they're up there? They're generating their own sound from like their seats or whatever. (laughs) But Sean, of course, encourages. 
Charlie to go up because he has his tracks ready uh, for his songs. He even says like, so you don't forget your roots and then gives him the stage name Rags. And I'm like, sir, (laughs) rude, (laughs) unnecessary. Oh, we're at 30. Okay. So, Charlie is now on stage. Yeah, this is someday again. Oh, it's not so different at all. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just think all of the songs that he sings are someday. (laughs) I mean, they also very heavily feature a a ukulele. Not so different at all. At all. Uh Or whatever. Um, it's just like another, it's like kind of, again, not to come back to it, like Let It Shine, where he's like a conscious rapper, um, where he's like rapping about real (laughs) things, about being authentic, and like everybody's the same, or whatever, which is something that, um, Katie falls in love with a little bit. Because she's like, oh my god, who is that man up on that stage singing about real things? Possibly unlike my current fake boyfriend. I wish they had shown us one of his songs. Same. Like, one of the... We don't know what <laughs> his like sound is. Um, Absolutely. Because that just look... just know that he's kind of... <laughs> I'm like, what he's does like, that look entail? He's, <laughs> he's like off-brand Russell Brand. It's mm, like... Mm. yes so while the performance is happening though Lloyd recognizes the marking on Charlie's shoes because Charlie apparently marks all of his shoes the same way even the ones that he's painted silver so Lloyd notes that and that will come up again later and then the running out and the kissing happens yes Okay, now we've caught up to <laughs> we've caught up to my interpretation of that scene, or my explanation <laughs> yeah. of that scene. And of course, in lieu of dropping a shoe, uh, he drops his mixtape, his his CD that has his tracks on it. It has that song and someday, which had not been sung on the stage. Uh, Charlie manages to get back just in the nick by um i don't know if he ran i'm pretty sure they took a cab so i don't know how he beat them but the bathroom has been sealed over so he had to climb like a pole uh, like a drain pipe which almost took him out like almost ended his entire life that thing could have fallen over and killed him he was like 40 feet up Mm. at this point I mean, meanwhile, but. he's also told um, Diego and Martha to distract the stepfather as he's yeah. making his way to his bedroom. But he still manages to make it in the bed and like take off his uh, jacket so it looks like he's been bed, but he still has his shiny pants on, of course. Katie tries to show the mixtape to her father. But he's not interested. He's not listening to her at all. Um, Meanwhile, well, not meanwhile, afterwards, she goes to see Charlie again and asks him where he was and why wasn't he. And I'm just like, has it not? 
Do people's voices not sound the same? <laughs> I'm so good that he wasn't. He tried to dis- dis- um, disguise it with Arthur, his stepfather. Yeah. He didn't try. With Ambr- he just sounded like himself. Maybe a little smoother, but like it was still his voice. Yeah. And he's the same height, skin color, build. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I kind of, I was like, the whole time, right? Um, up until like when she mentions it to her friends or whatever, um, I thought she kind of knew. Yeah. I was like, she knows, obviously. Right? Yeah. Absolutely not, apparently. <laughs> She's like, he kissed like, I me. Know. I smelled his face. Like, what? I smelled his face. I mean, they were like so close on that bus that I'm like, I feel like <sighs> he probably uses the same cologne every day or whatever. Potentially. Maybe, yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. But she goes to Charlie and proceeds to tell him about this rags guy who killed it um, on stage that night, but she doesn't know who he is. All he did was leave his mixtape and she shares the sound with him. It, the song is Someday. As it, meanwhile, there's a guy doing Love You, Hate You as karaoke on stage, but <laughs> she shares Someday with Charlie and he's like, wow, so you, like, really, like, think a lot of this guy that, like, kissed you and stuff. Wow. And then, <laughs> in a moment so unlike any of the other of these types of movies, he turns around and says he's rags. But, of course, she doesn't hear him. Yeah. Because she had the headphones in. And I'm just like... So you're going to make me go through the next 30 minutes of this movie <laughs> for, like, like what possible... Why didn't he just say Repeat it again? It. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I think, okay, it's that before he can, she says something along the lines of, um, you're such a great guy or whatever. Um, you don't want anything from me like most people do. And I think maybe he interprets that as like, if I tell her that I'm rags right now, it'll almost seem like I was trying to get, I was playing the long game to get like a record deal. You know what I mean? So like, I think that's what they were going for. But I don't know how this is going to seem like a shorter game. It's like an entire search that proceeds from here, like they go on Perez Hilton and like MTV News, like setting up this competition to find this guy. I don't see how this is a better way. Like he's like actively helping in the search to find himself. <laughs> I mean, again, With he also actual- does say like he's like, when um, he's talking to his stepbrother a little bit later. He does say like like Rags will just never come to the thing so like again i assume he's just like i'm just never gonna sing again um lest this girl that i have a huge crush on believe that i was using her but yes we 
also during this time afterwards have a scene where they're like in the record company Charlie is actually doing his job but it's a discussion between Katie, Finn, uh, Erna and her father Reginald um, about her being distracted and not uh, working uh, and Erna tries to make out like Finn is heartbroken over the situation of like them not spending time together but Finn obviously couldn't care less. He's this is this is transactional but he plays at it being like romantic and he's like oh, you know I I feel so much for you and so it's like how could you do this to me trying to make me jealous hanging out with this Charlie boy all the time. Mm-hmm. And she says something that is clearly said in sarcasm. But of course, Charlie only hearing part of the conversation and not knowing how frustrated she clearly is of the fact that no one is listening to her, misinterprets her words about um, why would she hang out with someone who scrubs the floor she walks on. And he seems to like be hurt by it and then internalize that and you know take it with him <laughs> as a sign that he is never going to come out as rags because he obviously does not deserve yeah. anyone like Katie Worth because um, of course he does because mm-hmm. he would have no proper motivation to let this go on for as long as he did <laughs> without that um, Arthur Andrew and Lloyd are still doing rehearsals but this is Lloyd can't get the dance right, nothing is going well, and they take a break. And while Charlie is cleaning glasses, Lloyd comes over and is like, Wow, you know, like that party, that rags guy was like real good. And you know, you kind of have a similar way of like marking your shoes. And of course, Andrew is in the wings listening. He's just, yeah. He eavesdrops and he hears everything that's happening. And obtusely, Lloyd starts breaking glasses when Charlie says that he's not going to try to... Because, like, you've been trying... Charlie's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, well, (laughs) I'm going to keep breaking glasses until you say you're going to, like, actually come out as rags or whatever. And then the stepfather comes out and... Lloyd has to pretend to be me to him. And I'm like, oh my god, Lloyd. Buddy, I get that you're like the dumb one, but wow. <laughs> Unnecessary on the whole. He's like, I would um, never socialize with this ragamuffin and leaves. Or like, oh, I'm bullying this my ragamuffin. I don't know what he said. He said something along the lines of like, I'm bullying him now. And the dad's like, good boy. <laughs> they walk off. He walks off. And he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you a ragamuffin. To which Charlie's like, I don't even know what that is. While this is happening, Andrew is up in Charlie's room and he's searching for the book that Charlie songs writes in because they know that he does that. And he finds a flyer for the search for rags right next to a page of Someday. And I guess they just determined that that is the song and so he presents that to his father it's like oh yeah this 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 will be good this this one ah this is a great idea so they're having the search the big like search event in this 
theater venue. And Charlie arrives because Katie is expecting him. And they speak for a little while. And Andrew comes and tells him that his father is expecting him. And he goes, Charlie does. And Arthur then proceeds to lock him in a broom closet. And I Sister am so confused. <laughs> I'm so like, why do people have closets that lock in this way? Like, these are fire hazards. Yeah. They should all open from the inside, at the very least. What? Yeah. I don't get... But he's trapped in the broom closet so that I guess he can't get out and show the world that they're about to facilitate a lie. <sighs> of course, Katie is missing him, doesn't know where he got to, and the contest search proceeds with entertaining entries. Yeah. But Katie eventually gets up on stage and is like, okay, this is what someday sounds like. So <laughs> you like, can I kind of understand. all the variations of how everyone interpreted what the song someday could mean. Some people just took it as like, I'm going to say this, this word over and over and that's the chorus. And then others are like, no, I'm going to give it my own flavor. I never understand why you would enter yourself into something. Like, I understand wanting to be a pop star, but she's very clearly looking for a particular song. And you know you didn't write it. <laughs> so why would you come and make something? Like, she clearly has heard it. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Confusion. But the thing is, she goes and sings the chorus, and then... Andrew, who had been backstage with Lloyd and Arthur. Lloyd, who has just had his familial heart broken by his uh, sibling and father, because they telling him that it's now a solo act. Mm. Uh, which is... sucks. You know. Yeah. Uh, but Andrew goes out and sings what she just sang and then proceeds to rap the bits that I guess he's learned yeah. from stealing uh, Charlie's his um, lyric book or whatever. Yes. Okay, this is where and... I'll sing the song someday. <laughs> um, I guess. Okay. Um, Finally. <laughs> you've been hearing about the song. Here it comes someday. I'm kidding. Um, something like, I'll follow my dreams. Na, 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 na. I think I just made up that part. But anyway. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Andrew comes out and he's like, huh. Also, I. I hate his <laughs> fucking outfit. I mean, him and Andrew. I hate it. I hate them. 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 It's gross. It's ugly. It is. Who dressed them? Um, a Disney, like, a Disney, like, fucking costumer? Stop it. I, everybody else is wearing decent ass clothes. <laughs> everybody else. I'm a, uh, I hate it. Anyways, but yeah, he comes out, he sings, he raps, he's like, oh my god, I'm Rax. And she seems like dubious. She's like, hmm, not sure about that, but okay. 
He's like, I don't know, you seemed different. You're not quite matching the opinion that I had of you on that evening. Also, your voice sounds different. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she allows it to go forward when her father comes on stage after Charlie has managed to break out of the supply closet with the help of Trumpet leading Sammy and Tammy to his plight. And I don't know which one is which, but one of them uses a hairpin from the other as a lockpick. And as he arrives in the theater room, Reginald is on stage lifting both Andrew and Katie's arms like a victory, mini victory thing. Mm. Like, he is rags. This, the search is over. And I'm just like, bruh. <laughs> when his stepfather comes up and he's like, you're too late. Uh, this has happened now. I'm just like, it's not. <laughs> he could, he could, he could go up and like, actually sing, sing the it. Song. And they could compare <laughs> the vocal quality. Yeah. <laughs> and I, at the same time, I was just like, where is Sean? Like, the one moment I actually need him to be present. Because he is very aware. Where was he for the last week and a half when this was happening? Like, I'm pretty sure he's aware of who Rags is. He yeah. knows. Yeah. Specifically. Because he, he recorded made up that name. The CD. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he recorded the CD for him. He knows who he is. Though I understand, I guess he was just like waiting for an opportune time to inform them. I was sure. like, I don't know. But that's so, so weird to me. Um, this easily could have been like solved in terms of the Sean thing if they just had a snippet of a moment between Sean and Charlie where Charlie says, I'm not gonna tell her that I'm rags, XYZ reasons. Or, like, even just, like, I'm not going to tell her that I'm rags. And then Sean's like, why? And then we just pan to a different scene. And we just never know why, because I guess they don't want to tell us, um, in, like, explicitly. And that could have easily solved the, the thing of, like, there's a person who actually knows who rags is outside of Lloyd. Why are we not talking to him right now? Charlie goes back to the bar and sees that it's all set up. For Andrew's victory uh, celebration, like they already knew that he was gonna do this, they'd already prepared. I mean, he literally says they knew, and I'm like, yeah. Of what did you think locking the <laughs> locking you in the closet was about? He's he's clever, but he's not so smart. Mm. Um, but I, I think this is like the final straw for him. Uh, when people start to come in, he runs off, you know, hiding um, his stepfather and uh, stepbrother, of course, soaking in the praise. Charlie goes and packs oh, his things, right. I Katie guess. Comes, <laughs> He's like, I'm yeah, leaving. He, yeah, Katie, Katie comes to look for him uh, and realizes that he's like packed up and ready to go. He doesn't have that much stuff, apparently, mm -hmm. but he's ready to go. And she asked him to stay for the reveal of rags. 
And he does kind of, but he like starts walking away as she's doing the announcements. Yeah. And it's like, she asked you to stay. Like, what are you doing? But as Andrew starts to come on stage, she's just like, it's Charlie. It's Charlie Prince. <laughs> and <laughs> Andrew's like, um, actually, it's me. I'm Rags. And she just takes the mic back. She's like, sorry for the confusion. Charlie, get your butt here. And sing the song. Thank you. <laughs> yep. And like, she's like, he's like, something along the lines of like, how did you know? And she's like, you thought I wouldn't know? And I'm like, you didn't. You did a whole <laughs> press circuit to find this man. If you knew who he was, you would have spared yourself the cash. And time, even. But okay. But I feel, I feel like... I wish they had done more with that if it was in fact the case that she knew who Rags was. Like, maybe she didn't know it in the initials, but she like figured it out early on. I wanted, I wish we could have seen a scene where she figured it out and decided to go forward with this whole circus anyway because it's good publicity for Rags. It's good publicity for Charlie. It's a good way to get his name into people's heads. Um, right. Because she would be aware of how the media is. She would know, like, what it would take. It would be very hard for him breaking out as a new artist. Like, even if his songs are good, Mm -hmm. it would take a while. But with this, she has now generated a buzz about him. There was a whole search to find him, and now he's been found. And, like, people want to hear, like, these songs from this rags guy that has, like, this, the the world temporarily aflame looking for him. Yeah. Like, I wish they had given us that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... But it, it can't be Cinderella. <laughs> it can't be Cinderella without the uh, royal equivalent, like, being absolutely unaware and just like going like through the motions of the search um in earnest charlie has been found to be rags and then he sings someday in a kiss someday and then he stops and is like well there's not only one new artist here tonight the real katie and she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but she goes and she sings her original song, which I think is the same. What is the one that she sings here? It's the one. Is it the one that she sings to her dog? I think so. <laughs> the. Again, here, the, her tone is so brandy. Yeah, she sings that song. I'm like, who's playing the guitar? Who's singing the backing vocals? But, you know, we're just going to ignore it. Irrelevant. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> and then but. they share a stage later. Because, like, this is the end of the movie, right? Yes, this is the end of the movie. Her dad is like, I see you now. I'm so sorry I never listened to you before. And then... They hold hands. Oh, yeah. And that <laughs> also, uh, this is when they reveal that that the mom had not left the karaoke place to the dad, but in fact it was left for Charlie. 
And Lloyd's like, yeah. I can't hide this secret any longer. I'm like, where's the paperwork? Bring the paperwork. Because <laughs> if the paperwork does not exist anymore, there's kind of nothing you can do about it. They said... As a money I think person. they said, look at the deed. They said they said the words, look at the deed. Okay. I was like, but I'm just like... Mm. How do they how do they manage to keep that secret? Like I mean was there again I point to um, a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff. The very exact same thing happens. Where it's like, actually this place was left to you, haha. Elsa, you made it into Yale or whatever. Princeton. Yeah, they're like in a relationship. But facing I think it's me and you against the world. Probably. It's the exact op- <laughs> It's the exact opposite of that um you and was it me and you? Love from, you. Love you, from, you. No 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 from um Let It Shine. Like Did you do it all for uh, him? Or did you do it all for me? This is like the other end of that spectrum. Also, they're all dancing for the gods here. <laughs> Against the world, if I love, etc. And we have Lloyd and one of the other best friends as backing dancers. We love that for them. So Lloyd can actually dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and. Uh, the stepfather and the evil step twin are scrubbing toilets overseen by Diego. Yeah. Oh, and also Lloyd no longer <laughs> sports his hair in a top spike. Um, he has it down as like a, a, a whole bay now <laughs> to symbolize his new leaf, I suppose. Anyway, I and then it's a fun time and then the song, the movie ends. <laughs> That brings us to the end of the movie. So, let's get into our ratings, our standard rating system that we have kept throughout the podcast. So, music and choreography, starting off. The choreography... (laughs) The choreography was enjoyable. Um, I never fully know what to say. There wasn't, like anything that stood out for me in terms of the moves that they were doing but I appreciated the um them happening (laughs) I don't know how to how to describe it um like the whole I, I mentioned it earlier but like the whole chair scene with the newspapers um and uh Katie's music video in the beginning, oh yes, I <laughs> I enjoy those uh, scenes a whole lot. If you have a chance to, even if you don't watch the whole movie, maybe go and watch those. I'm sure they're on YouTube somewhere. Um, but yeah, that was fun. And then the music, some songs are better than some. Like I could, <laughs> some songs reminded me of when you're trying to stretch lyrics to like fit in a in a verse mm-hmm. and just like some of these lines are a little a little awkward i feel if they let them have a bit more 
uh, artistic freedom with how they said them, it would have sounded a bit more natural. Um, but I think overall it was cohesive. I did not mind that someday happened six times in this movie. Um, you know, I could I can hardly keep track. Every every song that he sang sounded like it could be someday, <laughs> and I I don't take fault of that with uh, the actors. Um, so I think for music and choreography, I'm going to give this uh, a four four to five uh, mom's pianos. Okay. I also really enjoyed the choreography for the Love You Hate You music video, as well as the Me and You Against the World song. I appreciated the choreography there, as well as like the little ball scene. That was cute too. Um, oh, yeah, no, that was good. That was good. Yeah. I mean, overall, the choreography was really great. Um, um, as well, and the music, <laughs> um, okay, so, like, some of the, it, most of the songs are really forgettable, and I, I'm not, <laughs> like, <laughs> not trying to be mean about it, it's just, like, like you that. said, like, a lot of the songs that Charlie ended up singing kind of sound very similar, they have the ukulele and all that, and it's, like, not a bad thing to have like a like a a staple sound that you like consistently use that people are like oh yes that's a rag song because it has a ukulele in it um but also they're all very close in subject matter on top of that and like there's so little variation in in what he's doing um in terms of like what he's been given to do that they just blend together. And as a result, I just like fully don't remember majority of the songs. Um, but I will say, <laughs> me, like I said, Me and You Against the World, I really enjoy as well as Love You Hate You. Um, but like even though the songs in between are forgettable, they're both re really great vocalists, so I, consistently enjoyed them singing oh anyway. yeah absolutely um and yeah max I think was the singing dancing. is what saved <laughs> as well as kiki i'm pretty obviously. sure the singing <laughs> saved this movie i think if they weren't the singers like the talent that they are yeah i don't think this movie would have been half as enjoyable as it was yeah 100 um so for music and choreography i think i'll give it 3.75 pianos So, uh, story, it was followable, I could, I could, <laughs> no, but like, I could see, I could see, like, how point A to point Z happened, like, it was fine, I just, I always hate when there's, like, what I consider no good reason for a thing happening, I'm just like, like, a simple thing, like, just repeating yourself, like, not immediately losing confidence, um, and then going on this extra long journey, 
to 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 the resolution that we did and i don't know if anything was actually gained from the experience to be fair like i like i don't know if there was like a lesson learned or anything i just know that charlie felt bad about it and then he never mustered the courage to tell anybody he just kind of accepted what happened and then decided to leave um and were it not for the fact that katie had a bit of intuition and also that sean made himself known in the last 10 minutes it would have he would have let his brother just be rags and that is uh, and i understand he's cinderella and that's what cinderella does you know mm-hmm. but it's annoying <laughs> um so i think for storyline i will give it masks. That's great. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's a standard Cinderella story. Um, Not very, yeah, there's not much variation in how the story goes. It's pretty just paint by numbers. Um, I do have a question about Andrew and how he was hoping to continue this career as Rags. Um, Because I promise you the very next song he would quote unquote release would be so different to the point of like, did you even (laughs) write the first song, sir? Where'd you get those lyrics? Like, are you that person? Like, for real though? Yeah. I don't think. I'm like, I don't know how sustainable you thought that would be unless he stole the whole lyric book and was like, you know what? I will make do um, with that. Or he photocopied the rest of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, <sighs> he's just he's just Gustafson in, in Jingle Jangle. It's just like uses the book until there's no more. <laughs> yes. Um, which is, I guess, more sustainable than uh, the Chris Cyrus thing, um, I suppose. But overall, story-wise... It's fine. <laughs> it's a Nickelodeon movie. It's a Cinderella story type thing. We had a good time. I had a good time. Um, so I'm going to give it... Yeah, I kind of agree in terms of 3.75 um, mask. But also, I think the music is... No, I'm fine. Yeah, that's... Yep, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Okay, and then for overall enjoyment, I enjoyed it. I was kind of doing other stuff while I was... Because it it plays out like you expect it to. Mm-hmm. Like, there weren't any twists and turns. That's why I mentioned, like, if they introduced something new, then I probably would have been more interested. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing really... N- new in the story except for the fact that they decided to gender swap it um which is you know fun um yeah but it's really not enough for me in particular 
Um, so I guess uh, I I I don't know if I'll watch it again, but uh, I would say for overall enjoyment, I'd give it a three point. Yeah, I'll stick with the three point seven five fedoras cool uh yes i enjoyed it um i mean i own it i don't really remember what drove me to the point of like fully buying it but i do own it um i've seen it a couple times it's fun and it just like goes by i think you know um and I think, like, I really enjoy Kiki Palmer, and I really, really enjoy Max Schneider um, as people, or as what I understand them to be people. Um, and I enjoyed both of their performances in this. Fun times, Nickelodeon using their people, because um, Max is in, like, a show called how to rock or was in a show called how to rock or something like that which i saw like eight episodes of and like he barely gets to sing in that a crime um i didn't ever see true jackson vp but i kind of wanna um anyways that it's has fun. is it i mean i can imagine yeah. so like i like kiki palmer so <laughs> i'd probably enjoy it <laughs> anyways my point is i enjoy them and just them being in it really, really kind of makes it worth it for me to watch again. Um, mm -hmm. So, that being said, I'm also sticking to the theme of 3.75. Um, so, 3.75 fedoras, of which there are more than one, which is like, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways that's the end of our rating section we got obsessions that we'd like to mention now's the time we get to share them so here are confessions this is the part of our podcast where we talk about things that we saw online or news or whatever related to theater or musical theater or musicals um, and I mean, more often than not, it's news, but like, sometimes I'll be on here like, oh my God, I saw a TikTok. Let me talk about it for seven minutes. Um, today is not that day though. So we're just gonna like speed through some news articles, um, that I saw this week, including one really quick one, High School Musical, the musical, the series is coming back. It'll be on Disney plus, um, May 14th. Sorry, I just really got distracted by my own self. Sorry. <laughs> um, the second thing is Cher um, mentioned very briefly somewhere on the Daily Mail, I think, um, that she would like to do um, Mamma Mia 3, and she's in talks, I think, or at least that's what it says, um, with one of the producers of the, the show and musical um, 
am doing a Mamma Mia 3. I'm very curious as to what that storyline would it be. Would it be like a flashback to like share as the mom's past? Ooh, I don't know. Anyways, we can sit here and speculate all day and never get it right. Um, <laughs> another thing is the nanny that British show is going to be a musical, apparently. Have you never seen the American nanny? I just know the... I just know the nanny. That's all I know because of TikTok. So like, outside of that, I have no context for what this show is other than she's a nanny that comes in and is like, hi, I'm Mary Poppins, kind of. <laughs> I guess that's kind of... That's not really. Her name is Joe Brand. And she goes... No, it's not Joe Brand. Uh, I don't... Is it? Wait, hold on. I've now confused myself. Continue. Um... Another thing, Renee Elise Goldsberry is going to be in She-Hulk on Disney Plus whenever that comes out. Um, that's just been announced very recently. As well as a new show called Girls 5 Eva, which is Girls, the number five, and then EVA. Um, it's a show that's coming to Peacock on May 6th, starring Renee Elise Goldsberry. Sarah Bareilles, Ashley Park, Paula Pell, and Busy Phillips as a former girl group taking another shot at fame, whatever that means. The trailer is out, so you can go like watch it. Um, the series was created by someone who was involved in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, as well as Tina Fey, I believe, and other people whose names don't really ring a bell to me. So that is a thing. Oh. Oh, it's the it's the American the nanny. It's the American sitcom the nanny. Is it is that what it's called? Is it with, American? With I just always with Frank. Assume. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Well, it's an American show called the nanny. <laughs> Look at me, a journalist reporting the news incorrectly. I'm kidding. I'm not a journalist. I just. Want to <laughs> um. Uh, finally, for me, that I saw a couple of TikToks about this. One by I think the writer of the show. And another by Slippery When Wet, which is an account that I think you should follow if you want to, like, find new things. Um, because he talks about a lot of, like, new things and, like, even things that aren't necessarily new, but, like, obscure and other popular things as well. So if you want to, like, find out stuff, Slippery When Wet on TikTok. Anyways, the thing that I'm talking <laughs> about in particular right now, though, is a musical or concept album called Little Black Book. Um, it's inspired by the life of quote-unquote Hollywood maidem, uh, Heidi Fleiss, F-L-E-I-S-S, um, who, whose heyday, it says here, um, was the early 90s um, before an arrest for pandering, for pandering into, what? Okay before an arrest for pandering interrupted her lucrative business. Um, so she was doing some shady things in Hollywood, I guess. And then she was arrested. And so this is kind of based on her, or not just kind of is. Um, this concept album includes some really big names, actually. Alice Ripley from Next to Normal. Orphe, 
um, from Legally Blonde. Um, Mandy Gonzalez in The Heights, Hamilton. Um, Jessica Vosk. Brittany Johnson from American Idol, as well as Diana DeGarmo. Wow, these are so many names. So many people are on this. Um, and I'm just gonna like quickly round it off with two other people. Uh, Natalie Weiss, who's like a really, if you, I mean, you know her. If you don't, I don't know. And Lolius White, um, asterisk, in case that is <laughs> pronounced incorrectly, but um, all of those people are featured on the 11 track concept album. I mean, those names alone. And this the subject matter I think is pretty cool. Um, so, you know, it's out now. It came out April 9th, so it is out now. The CD, if that's something you're interested in getting, is out April 30th, so keep a lookout for that. Um, yeah, that's all I got. What about you? Well, in contrast to your menu, <laughs> I have one, which is the fact that um, in 2022, uh, there is going to be premiering a new Beatles musical. Beatles have had musicals before, clearly. Um, this one is going to be in Dutch, but it's going to have English songs. So if they do decide to release the soundtrack, it's going to be the same Beatles songs as you know and love. Um, it's going to have like 40 songs in it. So I don't know how long <laughs> this is going to be, but <laughs> um, Maybe they'll do like a lot of medleys. Maybe they'll, they'll move on from shit yeah, or something. I, I believe that has to be the case. 40 songs? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's going to be Danish uh, dialogue and English songs. Original book and story and everything, I assume, right? Yes, let me see. Yes, original book by director Sutherland and Sean McKenna with adaptations by Joachim Rode. Um, the story revolves around a modern family and their complex and contemporary journey with love. Of course. Uh, music supervision is by the 2014 Tony nominee for the orchestration of the Carol King musical, Steve Sidwell. Um, so yeah, it should be good. Yeah, cool. Um, that does bring us to the end of the podcast episode, as well as the end of the frothy month of Made for Teen V movies. Um, woo! Thank you for listening. Um, you can catch us on Instagram and Twitter at TMNTMN Podcast, on Tumblr at Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast at gmail.com. We have a Patreon, which will get new. Just like stick around. Like, I will eventually be like, hey, on our Patreon, something, something, right? 
Um, but we do have one <laughs> if you want to just like do checking up. It's patreon.com forward slash TMMTMM podcast. Um, we have playlists on our Spotify. So if you go onto the Spotify profile and not the podcast itself, you will get three playlists for each year. The, is it three? Four. Right? Am I crazy? Three. Three. Well, four? <laughs> well, it's four because okay. uh, there there was we took a gap in between. Got it. Okay, four playlists. I've been saying three this whole time. Four playlists um, on our Spotify um, for each year that this podcast has existed, and it's just like songs that we like from each musical. Occasionally, it's like just one song that we both like, or like a billion songs that we both like, and so I try to pick like four mm-hmm. maximum. Um, at this point some some films will be missing because they don't have playlists on spotify as you do um like this one it does not have (laughs) it's not on spotify (laughs) at least not where i'm at so you know you'll just just guess from how i talked about these songs which ones that i like um (laughs) and so that does officially officially brings bring us to the end of the episode and next month we will be doing some dark things we'll be entering the realm of more obscure dark musicals um or at least yeah kinda one not so much (laughs) yeah so look forward to that um hint people involved in Repo, Genetic Opera, are also involved in mm-hmm. one of the things that we're, we're, a couple of the things that we'll be looking at. So, stay tuned for that. It's probably a very Monster May. <laughs> anyway, more Tell Me More, Tell Me More of the podcast. I have been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Alicia. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Goodbye.